Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to this year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello. And I'm Nick Rokraut. And today we have a big episode planned. How are you feeling after last week with all of our crazy Guild nomination announcements? A lot of restructuring going on. I think some of my updates today are very new. Not sure how I feel about it yet, but at least we'll have this (laughs) over with in like a week and a half so we can get through the stress, talk about nominations. So narrowing down, I'm excited and we're almost in that final stretch. Yeah, I am anxious but excited. So today we will be sharing our Oscar nomination predictions Just a note, these are pre-BAFTA, but we do have most of the information we need. So some of our nomination predictions could change, but for the most part, I feel like I'm going to stick with most of these unless we get some crazy revelations coming out of BAFTA and we can make a note of the categories that we think those might be in. But it's a weird feeling. You know, we're in the home stretch of the nomination period and then we start getting the winners, which is kind of phase two of award Mm -hmm. season. So... Almost done with phase one. I feel like I might have a Howard Beale crazy moment today, but we will see. I will try to behave. So just briefly, you mentioned all of the guilds from last week. It was crazy. Everything was packed. I think with the condensed award calendar and schedule, the timing of everything is just a little different. So last week, we got nominations from PGA, DGA, WGA, ACE, which is film editing, The MPSE, which is sound editing, CAS, which is sound mixing, the CDG, which is costumes, ADG, which is art direction or production design, and ASC, which are the cinematographers. So that is over half of the categories we have. So a lot happening. We'll update you as we go through them of who is nominated, how that affects Oscar nominations. So starting off, you mentioned phase one. I think that's a good way into a Marvel-themed visual effects category, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of the categories that we got a 10-nomination shortlist, and this goes along with the VES, which are the Visual Effects Society, and the bake-off that happened yesterday as of recording. So I think there were some interesting comments coming out of that. My nomination predictions are Dune, The Matrix Resurrections, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I have four of those. The only difference, I have Godzilla versus Kong instead of Spider-Man No Way Home. I just am seeing shades of the Black Panther snub with Spider-Man No Way Home that happened in the visual effects category. And um, from what I was kind of hearing out of the bake-off yesterday... Um, Also, highly recommend going to Will Mavity's Twitter if you Mm -hmm. ever want to know about the bake-offs. He's good at updating that. And Spider-Man No Way Home didn't have as good of a presentation as Shang-Chi or Eternals even. So I'm curious about that, if it can show up. Yeah, this is just, I'm going out on a limb saying Godzilla versus Kong instead because they do love creatures. They love talking animals creature movements so I think that's why I'm putting that here instead but I will not be shocked if Spider-Man gets Mm -hmm. in I would just be wary if you want to predict multiple Marvel movies which ones you're choosing right and in watching Eternals I wasn't as blown away I know that's different from (laughs) Mm -hmm. what they were able to see at the bake-off I'm just gonna go with the blockbuster here 
I like the visual effects when I saw Spider-Man. So four out of five, I think, is okay for me. The big one here is Dune. I think that was another comment from Will's Twitter was like hearing people talk. Is it like Dune plus other nominees, basically? Yeah. And the fun thing is that the visual effects house, DNEG, who is behind the Oscar winning Tenet as well, did Dune, but also The Matrix and No Time to Die. So I think that gives those three the upper hand, but I still think it's Dune's to lose for sure. I agree. Yeah, it feels like Dune plus everybody else kind of in this category and in some others too. The other dark horse I would keep an eye on is Ghostbusters Afterlife because some of the visual effects they use really tap into that nostalgia that we might have. That's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil the movie. I didn't love the movie, but I think that that's something that could definitely pull on voters' heartstrings a little bit. Kind of going between Godzilla and Spider-Man also, those along with the four that we have the same were nominated at VES. So we have Mm -hmm. six there, and I'm just kind of assuming it's going to be five of those. That makes sense. That will be a thread that runs through all of these is just looking at guild performance. Sometimes some guilds are better at predicting than others, but... Yeah, I don't really, I think, have a reason to stray from what the Guild is telling us here. Let's move right along to documentary feature. I think when we see this category, this is another one where we had a short list. We always think, what will our big miss be? What will the documentary branch decide to snub? What will they get rid of? You know, we had Boy State last year. The Mr. Rogers documentary was snubbed in the past, so it happens. My nominees are, and I say this knowing that Most of these could be wrong. (laughs) I have Flea, The Rescue, Summer of Soul, Ascension, and Procession. So we're four for five. I'm going to put in Attica instead of Procession. Netflix being behind Procession, I think, is big. That's one of those big ones that I have missing. I think the biggest one, though, is The Velvet Underground, which, looking between a lot of the guilds, I kind of tallied. What was chosen, also the Cinema Eye Awards, which is the ceremony for the documentary feature, and the big ones with a lot of tallies were Ascension, Fayadai, Flea, The Rescue, Summer of Soul, and The Velvet Underground. So in that respect as well, I think Fayadai may miss out as well. Julia and Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, I think are other showcases of well-known celebrities, so those are others that people might feel like should have gotten in, which I don't think are. I won't be shocked if Billie Eilish's documentary shows up. Mm -hmm. Really, there aren't many shocks for me ever in this category because I just kind of expect chaos. But I think if she shows up here, that just shows how much the industry really supports her and also that she is winning original song. (laughs) (laughs) I still think that's going to happen regardless. Next up, we have International Feature. Again, this was a shortlist. The way the shortlist of nominees comes out is a nomination committee has a secret ballot to choose the 15, and then they do another secret ballot to choose the five nominees. So my nominees here are Drive My Car, The Hand of God, A Hero, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and The Worst Person in the World. Um, Okay, so we match four for five. And the only difference, I don't have Lunana Yak in the classroom. I have Prayers for the Stolen from Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
I want to note that we do both have Flea missing here. Are we being stubborn from our early predictions where we did that and we're just sticking with it? Kind of. This is just a harder one to predict. And I, I'm i just kind of going out on a limb with Lunana as I will in original song. You'll see later. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be in last year. So I think it's showing up again is maybe something behind this movie happening. I agree. Um, I was tempted to put it in too. I think with Flea... It does feel like it could be documentary and international feature, where those are the two categories where it could be instead. Um, not to spoil our next category, but I have it in animated feature instead of international. It just feels like it could be stronger there. Mm-hmm. But it could get all three. I think the worst person in the world, I know people are scared about this because of the release strategy that Neon is doing with it just now going to theaters basically next week. But it has to play well on a ballot, I think. It just feels like something that's going to connect with people. I do think that Drive My Car is out front right mm-hmm. now. That's the one we can count on. But otherwise, I mean, last year in this category, neither of us predicted The Man Who Sold His Skin or Better Days. Like, those were just mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere coming in. So I think expect surprises, but these feel pretty good to me right now. Speaking of Flea, next we have animated feature. Our guild here, we have the Annies. So this is all for animated movies. They have different categories there. The core five, I will say, that have been hitting at guilds. So this is like editing, production design. Those five that we keep seeing are Encanto, The Mitchells versus the Machines, Luca, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Sing 2. Are those the five that you have? They're not. It's crazy to me that these five are hitting at maybe every single guild like that is just so Mm -hmm. surprising to me my thing with this category it's usually because at the annies there are two different feature categories there's a best feature and then there's a best indie feature and it's usually Mm -hmm. like four from the main plus one of the indies or something like that wolf walkers was in that indie category last year so I'm going with Mm -hmm. four of these and I'm swapping flea for raya and the last dragon the other indie here is Bell, which I would love to see, but I wouldn't predict two of those to get in with these five hitting every single place. We have the exact same line of thinking here in the same nominees. I also have Raya and the Last Dragon swapped out. Um, Sing 2 is hitting everywhere, and I do think it benefits from this category being voted on by the entire body. Like People who are at home watching these movies right now can vote on this, even if they're not animators. Mm -hmm. So I think when it's open up like that, Sing 2 has a recency factor to it. And Raya and the Last Dragon came out a long time ago. It didn't impress people in the same way that Encanto is. Encanto's our other big one, I think. And Flea is also hitting places. So this is where I have Flea coming back in. Mitchell's also has that Netflix name mm-hmm. behind it. Next up, we have makeup and hairstyling. This was another shortlist we got. I'll go through the Guild nominations in a second. But my nominees here are Coming to America, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, and The Suicide Squad. We are four for five again. I do not have The Suicide Squad. I have Cruella instead. I just keep thinking about Cruella maybe leading costumes, Mm -hmm. maybe being our winner in that category, unless we see something crazy from Dune. But that's why I have it here, just that crossover that we do see. Um, It also did um, show up at the Guild and on the shortlist, so I just have it there instead. But I wouldn't be that surprised if the Suicide Squad did come back. 
<laughs> just like our Oscar winner, Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. <laughs> Part of me is like, would they nominate another Suicide Squad? So with the guilds, there are multiple makeup categories and multiple hairstyling categories. The ones that had both were Coming to America, Cruella, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, No Time to Die, and The Suicide Squad. West Side Story only got hair. Dune only got makeup. But I think here I'm throwing in one of those Best Picture nominees thinking that might happen. And then my pick of Suicide Squad over Cruella is that Suicide had two makeup, whereas Cruella only had one. But my big thing here is being the Ricardos wasn't even a nominee anywhere. And that's something I would have just automatically thought like Nicole Kidman as Lucy. She's got the hair. She's in. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, maybe they don't love being the Ricardos as much as we thought they did. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to production design too, but I thought that was going to be a shoe in for being the Ricardos when we saw Mm -hmm. it at our screening and it didn't show up either. So it does give me pause, I think, with industry support in some pockets but yeah, I did also think that was weird. I would I would have put that in probably if <laughs> if it did show up anywhere. But yeah, not being on the short list, completely ineligible. And you mentioned Dune only getting makeup and not anything with hair. I still think like the character work there mm-hmm. is just too good yeah. for them to pass up. Next, we have costume design. The Costume Designers Guild or CDG, they announced their nominations this week. They divide their awards up into three categories we have period which is 100 percent the most competitive category contemporary where it almost looks like they are scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> to come up with contenders for and not to be rude but it just is the way it is and sci-fi fantasy my nominees here are cruella cyrano dune house of gucci and west side story and i have the same five as well so I'll ask you first, why Cyrano instead of Nightmare Alley? Because I think our line of thinking is similar here in that we took the five guild period nominees and we swapped one out for Dune. It has that old period look and there's always something like that. Mm-hmm. We had Emma getting in here and I'm always going to bank on that versus something mm-hmm. like Nightmare Alley where everything looks in place like period perfect, but I can't recall as much. Whereas Cyrano, you know you're getting those dresses that I feel like shine to people easier than something more subdued. Part of me says, you know, Joe Wright movies are known for their costumes, like the green dress and atonement. Mm -hmm. I think, too, Cyrano, Jacqueline Duran has a credit on it. She won for Little Women. And part of my brain was like, you know what? No one's seen Cyrano. Why am I predicting it here? That's weird. But the costume designer, Massimo Cantini Parini... He got nominated last year for Pinocchio, which no one had seen. So (laughs) I think more people have seen Cyrano than Pinocchio. And that's the same deal, right? That period look, handcrafted costumes, big Mm -hmm. hoop skirts. There you go. Feels right. Next up, we have production design. Here we are split for guilds between the Art Directors Guild and the Set Decorators Society of America. My five here are Dune, The French Dispatch, Nightmare Alley, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. We are five for five. Amazing. Much like costume designers, I think that the period category is, that's the hard category to jump into. So I also took 
the five period films from ADG and just swapped out Dune for Licorice Pizza. Although, I'm going to say, I will not be that surprised if Licorice Pizza somehow shows up. I think it's a big sign of strength, actually, that it showed up both at art directors and set decorators in period, which is the most crowded category um, for production design. And if we remember, Mank won, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. Yes, those are way showier, I think, in the production design category, but we have another LA film here. So I would just watch out for it. Yeah, I think I was having that same question, like, will Licorice Pizza get in? I think throughout a few of these, it's like, is there a lot of support that we don't know about, like beyond Twitter, basically, or social media for <laughs> King Richard or Licorice Pizza? I feel like those are our underdogs that could come in, take some really key categories and change the race once we get nominations. Yeah, Twitter is dangerous this time of year. I mean, it gets <laughs> little things in your head and yeah. people will take these nominations and will run with them like oh my god this missed here that means catastrophe i'm like does it i will talk about one later that i do think is really scary but for the most part it's like you got to take everything with a grain of salt try to keep your head as clear as possible and just trust your Mm -hmm. gut next we have original song this is another category where we did get a short list and The Guild here announced a long time ago, and that's the Society of Composers and Lyricists. My nominees, I have Be Alive from King Richard, Dos Oraguitas from Encanto, Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and So May We Start from Annette. The last pick I'm just being really stubborn on. (laughs) I don't expect it to show up, but I'm I'm staying strong. We are four for five. I think this fifth pick... I feel like we could have a surprise fourth pick, but this fifth one to me, I'm going to go with somehow you do from four good days. Looking at history, you just can't bet against Diane Warren. She was nominated the past four years in a row, and she had done that previously along with so many other nominations. But I also wouldn't be surprised if like Be Alive didn't show up and Here I Am was there from Respect. Oh yeah. Here I Am singing my way home is like my... It's not even a dark horse. I mean, it's right outside. It's probably my number mm-hmm. six because you have Carol Kane and Jennifer Hudson. Like that that feels like it could happen pretty easily. I would also watch out for Automatic Woman from Bruised. Her won last year. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be really shocked if she popped up again. We also have Down to Joy, the Van Morrison song from Belfast, which is giving me shades of what was that song from trial of the chicago hear my voice hear my voice like a a song that comes along for the ride with a best picture contender Mm -hmm. can i tell you a quick story about belfast (laughs) so my parents watched belfast for the first time this Mm -hmm. week and i expected it to play incredibly well for them you know they're late 50s early 60s and i was like this is belfast's like core audience it tanked (laughs) and And one of the reasons it tanked was because my mom thought that the music was ridiculous. She was like, this doesn't fit with this movie. What are they trying to say? This makes no sense. That's what I've been saying for months. (laughs) Now that my mom is like an Academy voter, but just like to a person watching this, she's like, why is this sweet music playing over a moment that's supposed to be serious? Isn't that like one of the first things I said? I was just like, 
wait yeah. this totally threw me it's been so long i forgot i was like i have to I tell said. nick <laughs> not that that's going to change its place but it's like belfast isn't all like love and light like everyone on twitter yeah. thinks it is well i love that i'm glad we all agree <laughs> Another one that I feel like could shock is Guns Go Bang from The Harder They Fall. Mm -hmm. This was a Critics' Choice nom. And just throwing our Grammy nominees in, Also Here I Am and No Time to Die, which won last year. And we do have a few Best Picture potential nominees here. And I was trying to not sway myself like with Belfast or even Coda with beyond the shore but oh my god coda i forgot yeah another one that could just surprise everywhere beyond the shore kind of feels like when parasite got the song shortlist mention or when minari got the shortlist mention it's like ooh, could this be something but i don't know i don't mm-hmm. have it in but yeah i won't be surprised it would just be another show of strength for coda next up with original score another shortlist we got and then with the guild here the ones that were nominated were Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, The French Dispatch, The Green Knight, Parallel Mothers, The Power of the Dog, and Spencer. So my five here are Don't Look Up, Dune, The French Dispatch, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. We are four for five. I don't have Parallel Mothers. I have Encanto showing up here. That's my alt, too. One, you also never vote against Desplot. He mm-hmm. always shows up. It's kind of funny. Yep. And then I'm going with the no double Johnny Greenwood nom, which at the beginning of this award season, I assumed was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I did too. It was like a shoe in I was like, oh, Spencer and the power of the dog. Mm-hmm. We have another year, just like last year with a double nomination with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. But Spencer is not hitting. <laughs> it's... At all. In the rear view mirror, I have Parallel Mothers in because the composer, Alberto Iglesias, was nominated three times before for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, The Kite Runner, and The Constant Gardener, which are all oddball picks, kind of, not Best Picture nominees. So I'm like, well, why not here? It had support in some of the critic circles, and it won too. So I think it mm-hmm. definitely has a chance. Yeah. I might switch mine out. We'll see. That's going to be a game time decision for me, but I'm confident with the other four. Next, we have best sound. So as you remember, we no longer have sound mixing and sound editing. We have one category, but we still have two guilds. The Cinema Audio Society, which does mixing and motion picture sound editors or MPSE, which is editing. My nominees here are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. We are four for five. I am putting in Spider-Man instead of Belfast because. (laughs) I think we're going to maybe have to have movies for each other or times where we have to remind each other, like, just so you know, (laughs) it could be a bad time. I think for you, it's Belfast. And for me, it's Don't Look Up. I mean, Don't Look Up would be a bad time for you, too. So you have two that are just absolutely terrible. (laughs) But yeah. Belfast did miss Cinema Audio Society, Mm -hmm. and that might be a red flag only because there's so much music in the movie, like a lot of music, singing, you know, Jamie Dornan has that scene that we talk about Mm -hmm. that comes out of nowhere. That was also a very jarring thing for my parents. (laughs) My mom said out loud, what? 
when they immediately cut from the wake to Jamie Dornan singing. Yeah. But yeah, I have Belfast in here just because I think it's strong and I think it could happen. But Spider-Man, I just like, I haven't been burned in the past when I've left Marvel movies out. Mm-hmm. It's benefited me in my prediction scores. So I'm going to stick with that strategy and hope it works this time. My reason for having it in is because it hit both of the guilds and Belfast didn't. So mm-hmm. the five that I chose were the five that hit in both. No, you're right. Dune, No Time to Die, and Spider-Man got the big ones at both, too. That's a big deal. Power of the Dog also is being, I mean, that's kind of a stealth contender mm-hmm. here, too. I like that. I think the sound work is just phenomenal in that movie, and I'm happy that it keeps it's showing up at Guilds. Next up, we have cinematography. The nominees at ASC were Belfast, Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. And again, I'm swapping out West Side Story for Belfast. This is all just I see a theme what here. I want to happen. Maybe I'm not thinking in the best way, but I am fine with anything I get wrong where I have Belfast missing. <laughs> so I think the big story coming out of ASC nominations was that Kaminsky missed for West Side Story. That was a nomination I think everyone thought was going to happen. Nightmare Alley was on the edge. Belfast felt like the weak one, but Belfast got Mm -hmm. in. They love their black and white. There apparently is a rumor that Kaminsky has some drama with the guild, and that's why he wasn't nominated. So I'm curious like, if that's a reason why I have West Side Story in. My nominees, I put West Side Story back in instead of Nightmare Alley. That just felt like an easy choice for me just because Belfast popping up here while I don't think the photography here is great it's in black and white and it was nominated at the guild so I just feel like it's going to show up do I think the cinematography in Nightmare Alley is better yes I do (laughs) but Nightmare Alley is just like hit and miss across the board it's not it's not appearing everywhere where we need it to connect and Dune and the power of the dog feel like so strong to me in the tragedy of Macbeth its best element is the cinematography. How could you not vote for Bruno Delbanel? I think maybe I'm over-nominating West Side Story. It missing in quite a few key places is not a good sign. I'm just hoping that turns around. I know Belfast is hitting everywhere, but still holding out hope. Next up, we have a big one, film editing. Our guild here, we have the Ace Eddies. They split their nominees into drama and comedy. The big story here, once again... West Side Story, Missing. My nominees are Belfast, Don't Look Up, Dune, No Time to Die, and The Power of the Dog. I know that probably sounds crazy because I have West Side Story missing here too, but I do not think we can take Michael Kahn missing lightly. This is like Thelma Schoonmaker missing Ace. It does not make sense. Mm -hmm. It is absurd. Like how, how did that happen? I feel like this is a crimson red flag that we can't ignore. He's the most nominated editor next to Thelma. They're tied in Academy history. They have eight nominations apiece. He also has the record for most wins in the category. He has a career achievement award from ACE and he still did not show up. I just like, I don't know what to do with that information. That is a pretty powerful track record. We are four for five. I did put West Side Story in. And swapped that for your No Time to Die. I really didn't want to put Don't Look Up here, but Hank Corwin has been nominated for McKay's two other films. So I just have a feeling that has to happen again. 
I know. And we always have to look at the comedy side for one. I would obviously prefer Licorice Pizza. I think mm-hmm. that that movie is incredibly well edited, but people don't know Andy Jurgensen like they know Hank Corwin. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate in this category. We have to remember Bohemian Rhapsody won. So sometimes it is most editing, not best right. editing. I just am thinking about that montage in Don't Look Up right now that I've tried to clear out from my brain where you actually turned around and looked at me during it, I think because you (laughs) knew I would hate the editing with like the TikTok and the Instagram and it was just like all the emojis. Oh, it's just terrible. But I also have it showing up here. No Time to Die put in because of the sound crossover. I think it's a really strong contender in sound and also Tom Cross won for Whiplash and was nominated for La La Land. So another branch favorite. Next up is Adapted Screenplay. The precursors here, we have the USC Scripter and WGA. You mentioned on a previous podcast how a lot of things aren't eligible at the WGA this year, so I'm just like totally not looking at that. (laughs) (laughs) My five nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So I have four for five. I have Dune instead of Drive My Car, which... Makes me probably sound crazy because I know Drive My Car has like so much buzz around it. But I do think, I mean, Dune is just playing so well. It's hitting everywhere. I think that people might look at that as like a book or a project that is unadaptable Mm -hmm. and he adapted it. So I think it can. I'm just like, I have no idea what to make of Drive My Car still. That's the movie I'm waiting for BAFTA to see. But I, I mean, I think you're right. I think it definitely can show up here. West Side Story, if it's weak, it's not going to pop up here, even though it is um, Tony Kushner. I think we do have to still, even though Miss WGA, have to prepare for the possibility of the tragedy of Macbeth showing up. Joel Cohen, he has done this exact same thing before with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs Mm -hmm. most recently. He has popped up for a serious man. He's like the line in Macbeth, the look like the innocent flower but be the serpent underneath it like he could come in and steal a spot away from people in multiple categories i wouldn't be shocked if it has some sort of phantom thread-esque resurgence dune has really shocked me in how much it's shown up especially with the wga and screenplay wise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm looking for that one that we just don't see anywhere else and what could get in and i just put in Mm -hmm. drive my car Next, we have original screenplay. Our precursor here is WGA, but kind of like you mentioned, how much can we really look at the WGA? I don't know. Most of our contenders, though, I think are here. My nominees are Being the Ricardos, Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza. Whew, what a doozy. And we are four for five. I have Come On, Come On in instead of Being the Ricardos. You're holding on to her. I'm just, if it happens, I'm going to be so ecstatic, but... If it doesn't, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, okay, I was wrong the entire time. I hope that you're right. Again, that oddball, I feel like Parallel Mothers could have a shot even here with that. If there is a lot Mm -hmm. of support, I know it's not in international feature, but, you know, showing up in screenplay and scores like, hey, you guys chose the wrong movie to put in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We still want to be recognized. (laughs) Getting into our acting categories up for supporting actress so sag reminder katrina balf kate blanchett for nightmare alley ariana debose kirsten dunst and ruth nega and that is not my five i have anjanu ellis in instead of kate we have the same five i don't know how to feel about this Mm -hmm. 
of who's like most vulnerable or who could creep in. I hope it's not anyone from Don't Look Up. You know, I I did some some searching this week because I was just scared about Don't Look Up. Historically, if we are looking at statistics, performances for his movies, if they're going to show up at Oscar, they are nominated in multiple places. Kate hasn't showed up anywhere yet for this. She would have shown up at Globe. Sam Rockwell did advice. I think we still have to keep an eye on BAFTA, but with juried BAFTA, I'm not as sure. But I don't see that happening here. I feel like Ingenue may be vulnerable, but who do we put in? Do we do Marley? Does Mass have a chance at all? Do we put Anne in? Martha? What about Rita from West Side? I had Rita once upon a time, but I just like, after this week, I just don't know about West Side Story anymore, like having tremendous amounts of support. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it feels kind of like Marley could be the sneaker, mm-hmm. but she would have shown up too. Yeah. That's why I just am confused. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hunter, Frances McDormand. <laughs> I know I teased that about Frances showing up and supporting on our Macbeth episode. I would love it. It would make me cry. If it happens, so I'm funny, just going to but... die laughing. <laughs> I said, you know, she has to go back and present anyway because she won last year. She'll be like, you know what? Fine. Got to be there anyway. Might as well sit there. Next, we have supporting actor. I went a little crazy with this one. Um, Our SAG nominees we have here, we had Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar, Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jared Leto for House of Gucci, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. My nominees are Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza, Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog double nom that's our first one Mm -hmm. i will keep jared leto in for house of gucci instead of your jesse plemons i mean that's smart this is like hope dicting i need to figure out a way i guess to put jesse plemons in um because he does feel like that surprise Mm -hmm. here you go power of the dog you're gonna get in too i also kind of want to take him out because I did put myself in this trap a couple of years ago when I predicted Alan Alda for Marriage Story out of nowhere, and that didn't happen, and it kind of feels like I'm doing that again. So I probably will put Jared Leto back in. He's just shown up everywhere else this season, and it's not like the little things to me where it's like, please don't do this. He's acting. Like, I get it. You see it. It's just off the wall. It doesn't make sense, but it makes enough sense for it to happen. Next up for Best Actress, our five SAG nominees were Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, Jennifer Hudson, and Nicole Kidman. Okay, so did you go with the SAG five or did you change it? I kind of want to. Ugh. Uh, this category is weirdly, it's hard this year. I don't. I feel like it's kind of a weak year in multiple categories. And this just isn't like five that are screaming at me. I think four of these are pretty solid. Part of me has Kristen Stewart in still. I don't know why. I have a feeling (laughs) Jennifer Hudson maybe could get in. Mm -hmm. If it happens here, it may happen in song as well or vice versa. I'll say Kristen Stewart just because. So you have Kristen Stewart instead of J-Hud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, oh, this is so hard. Nicole Kidman is winning Best Actress to me at this moment in time. Like she is the winner. When Being the Ricardos got into PGA, I saw that and was like, okay, 
they like this movie. She's winning. I mean, obviously, there's more to that. There's, like, Sorkin and everything else. But I am torn because I still have this thing, and people can call me crazy, about Jessica Chastain not making it in here. I do not know why. It feels like a chalk pick. Hmm. Like, it does. But I just, like, can't shake it. I mean, I have her in right now. But I have Kidman, Coleman, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci. Like, that still just feels also weird to me. Jessica Chastain. And then for my last spot, yesterday I had Penelope Cruz in. And today I want to put Alana Heim back in. Because I do think if Licorice Pizza has that much support, like it's it's seeming like it does with PGA, DGA, WGA, these random nominations popping up here. I know Alana didn't get SAG, but SAG is much more about like buzzy stars and she's not that yet you know Mm -hmm. she's brand new and this does kind of feel like some academy surprise that could happen but also i mean vicky creeps didn't get in for phantom threads so i'm so torn over what to do i will probably end up sticking with penelope cruz even though she didn't get bafta long listed and it doesn't make any sense but i love that performance i would like that (laughs) as my fifth for sure Okay, next we go to Best Actor, which is, I would say, more compelling than normal. But also, the fifth spot is really challenging. Our SAG nominees, we had Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. I am going with the SAG Five. SAG just had to come in and give us a fifth nominee that was a swap everywhere and just confuse the hell out of me i have four for five i'm just sticking with everything i had because i am sick of overthinking everything and i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. put peter dinklage in instead of javier bardem i think keeping being the ricardos in is smart though because i have a feeling that could show up later on as well i don't know what to do with it i mean it's like when we saw that movie i remember thinking like nicole is definitely going to be there And maybe J.K. Simmons. But Javier was like third to me of possibilities of showing up. But getting that SAG nomination, it feels more likely for me to put him in here than Dinklage. Just because MGM has totally screwed up the release strategy for that movie. Like, what is happening? Not until the end of February? Why? That doesn't make any sense. That was a perfect Christmas release. I feel like they kind of screw themselves over by going crazy campaigning House of Gucci. When Lady Gaga is campaigning House of Gucci for free. (laughs) (laughs) Javier Bardem has won before. That could play in his favor. Mm -hmm. I mean, if my five got in, then Peter Dinklage would be the one new time nominee. And if Bardem is in, then we have zero. And I know that's some sort of stat out there is that we always have somebody new in. Well, we talked about that with Eric Anderson on his podcast, the Awards Watch podcast. And that is a tempting statistic. What about like Nicolas Cage for Pig? Is that gone? Joaquin for Come On, Come On? I, yeah. Neither of them are new again. Like this isn't a stat thing, but like Bradley Cooper all of a sudden is campaigning for Nightmare Alley, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's getting a double. Yeah. Next up for Best Director, our five from the DGA were Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg, and Denis Villeneuve, and... Those are my five. I feel like those are the safest nominees to get in. So you're you're ignoring the DGA statistic that one of them is supposed to miss. 
I mean, that's fine if you are. I think this is a year where it could be DGA5, and that's yeah. fine. I don't know who I would swap out. I don't really know why people think PTA is the most vulnerable one here. I'm seeing signs elsewhere. PTA is not a favorite of the DGA. He had been nominated one time before for There Will Be Blood, which was There Will Be Blood. Like that was the mm-hmm. like technical achievement in the second part of his career. This is the most populist arm. So if we were to see McKay, it would have happened here. I'm telling myself that to reassure myself that he's not going to magically show up at Oscar because if he did, I mean, we have to wait for BAFTA, but if he did, he would only have a nomination for directing from the Detroit film critics. So I I think it would happen somewhere else. (laughs) It did with Vice. It did with The Big Short. This is where he would get in. When he's not here, we have to look at, okay, who's the next most populist person, maybe, or whose film is showing weakness in other places. To me, that person is Spielberg. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Spielberg is a giant, but he hasn't been nominated since Lincoln. We could be in for a situation like The Post. In my mind right now, Campion, Villeneuve, and PTA feel safe. Like That feels better to me. And the director's branch, they're voting for these nominees. It's not the entire Academy who's voting on these nominees. And we've seen before Sorkin missing, Fairly missing, Bradley Cooper missing for A Star is Born. Like we see that DGA person who makes a populist movie Mm -hmm. miss. That would maybe lead you to think Branna could miss too. I don't want to put that in your head and like get your hopes up. (laughs) I almost wanted to, but decided against it. Of all the categories, this was the one where I kept it in. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that Hamaguchi is the international pick that could get in? Because I know we talk about that sometimes of like, last year it was Vinterberg who popped up instead of Sorkin. Do you think he's most likely if someone does take the place of maybe a Brana or a Spielberg? He could. I know that film has so much support, but is it just an international feature support? Is it screenplay support? I feel like director is too big for that to be happening. It's not out of the question. I think he would be that sixth spot. Yeah. It's not Julia Ducournau. I mean, Almodovar is there too, but I don't know. I'm going to present you with my favorite scenario in this case of what could happen, (laughs) which would be kind of funny. Not funny to big fans of West Side Story, but funny just to me. The way they read off the director nominees are in alphabetical order by the title of the movie, which means in my scenario, we get Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. We silence that right away. Then we have Denis Villeneuve, Dune, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. And then we get to the spot where I think people are going to think it's Spielberg Mm because Hamaguchi hasn't happened, but it's Joel Cohen, The Tragedy of Macbeth. (laughs) People are going to be on the edge of their seats waiting for that five i don't know if that's gonna happen but i'm just just thinking out loud that cohen could have that power mm-hmm. or this could be like inside lou and davis where it doesn't happen or they read it off and it goes brana hamaguchi and everyone just like loses it or brana mckay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like this award doesn't count oh anymore <laughs> yeah if we got two two rough ones right at the beginning it would be it would right. be a morning. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, we have best picture. The producers guild, the PGA, is a good indicator of how you can perform in this category. 
and they gave us 10 nominees. We have Being the Ricardos, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, Tick Tick Boom, and West Side Story. Then we can think about the SAG ensemble overlap here. Of those, we had Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, and King Richard. House of Gucci was our other one that didn't get nominated at PGA. What did you think about these nominees and how do they maybe inform your decision making on what's getting in for picture? It was pretty much what I expected. I went nine for 10 in that 10th spot. I've been going back and forth on for a long time and we've talked about that. I had Tragedy of Macbeth in beforehand and with the PGA, I just swapped it out. I said, let's just go for these 10. Being the Ricardos, again, like I mentioned earlier, if it has support, it could show up here. I think if we talk about streaming and how it's changed and how it's grown at the Oscars, this ceremony could really favor streaming platforms and Netflix may finally come out on top. If they're defeated once again, it's just kind of a slap in the face, laugh it off. But Amazon being in here with being the Ricardos, I think it could definitely happen. I agree. What's weird is that of any group that we've talked about today, producers are the most concerned with box office. If anyone was going to recognize a big box office hit, it was going to be the PGA. And I know that's why a lot of people had House of Gucci predicted, had Spider-Man No Way Home, Mm -hmm. had No Time to Die. Like those were movies that hit No Time to Die and House of Gucci didn't come close to Spider-Man No Way Home. But it's still like if any group was going to do it, this was the place. So I personally think that House of Gucci, Spider-Man No Way Home, and No Time to Die, their best picture chances are over. Like that was the end of the road. I feel like when it happens this way, if anything is going to take one of these positions, it's going to be something smaller. It's going to be like a drive my car. It's going to be a tragedy of Macbeth or the lost daughter. It's not going to be something that's high grossing. What this list shows me is that we have three movies that weren't on streamers. We have Belfast, Licorice Pizza, and West Side Story. That's it. Everything else is on a streamer. And if this group isn't going to say no thanks to those nobody else is this is the group that has to do that and i think i'm wondering if you look at this group like are we seeing producers start to relent to the fact that like streaming is what's happening streaming is where things are going Mm -hmm. and i don't know like this group is supposedly the ones that cares about box office then you look at it and you're like i don't know do they i think you're right like this is maybe the year that netflix can come out on top and to your point also spider-man no time to die and house of gucci were all theater releases too those weren't on streaming platforms and they didn't show up so it's not like that is the one criteria either right yeah it's like not like those were big day and date Mm -hmm. releases because even dune technically which was in theaters and had a decent box office that also had that hbo max Mm -hmm. release for picture i know i said tick tick boom was weak like a couple weeks ago but i guess that might have just been a bad feeling (laughs) that I had and not right because now I'm sticking with it I guess being the Ricardos I would put in 10 and if that didn't show up it's because the tragedy of Macbeth has a phantom thread day I don't believe that drive my car is getting in I I don't I think if it's an international movie it would be like flea or something that's being watched more Mm -hmm. than drive my car like yes it has the support but it just doesn't feel like another round last year like parasite like something that could come in and everyone just be like oh yeah like this is it Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't have neon it doesn't have netflix it has mm-hmm. janice films which no disrespect to them i love everything that they do whenever i see their work on any of the criterion films that i watch but they don't have that strong arm in the awards campaign space so i think that's where it could hurt I will say, like, the Oscars are getting more and more challenging to predict because the Academy is expanding. It's getting more and more international. And these PGA nominees don't feel like they reflect that body. So I'm, like, very, I'm very, very torn Mm -hmm. over what these mean. But it is a good predictor. I mean, I think you have to either go, like, 9 for 10, 10 for 10. Worst case scenario, 8 for 10 here. It also feels more like never look away from a few years ago that got a cinematography nomination instead of showing up in director or picture. That's kind of why I have it in screenplay. Yeah, I agree. I think the key is BAFTA. Didn't make the long list, though, for best film at BAFTA. So I, again, I think that the key for that movie is screenplay and director if it's going to show up anywhere outside of international mm-hmm. feature. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that was a lot. Um, obviously, we didn't cover shorts. I think that's, you know, we'll get those with nominations and go over those in our contender series, mm-hmm. which will be coming very soon. A lot of fun. I'm looking forward to February 8th, waking up early, you know, having this list right there being like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, wait, what is this? It's always scary. It's like, will we have a good morning? Will we have a bad morning? I don't know. <laughs> What's like your dream nomination in any category? You can pick like one or two that you just wish could happen, but also that's like within reach. Like it could happen. No. <laughs> I would say licorice pizza getting into probably editing over cinematography. And then this is less possible, but so may we start getting into original song. We are so in agreement. Because <laughs> mine are like, yeah, mine are exactly the same. Licorice pizza <laughs> for editing instead of don't look up. So may we start in song. And I mean, I feel like Jane is so locked up for a director, but mm-hmm. I, I want Jane and PTA to get into director. Like that just feels like a thing that I need to happen that morning. I want some like surprising, exciting underdog to just come in and not necessarily yes. sweep, but just be like, hey, we're here and we have the support and just surprise people and be like, yeah, we knew this was a good movie. I want a surprise in an acting category, not like a bad snub surprise, but like just a fun mm-hmm. person who pops up. That happens most years. Like Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread Year, Lakeith Stanfield popping up and supporting, Marina de Tavira for Roma. I totally agree. Yeah. And good luck to everybody out there also predicting. If you agree, if you have differences, let us know. Tell us why you think we're right or wrong on certain things. (laughs) You can find all of our updated nominations on our website, oscarwild.squarespice.com. And also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at oscarwildpod. And next time, we'll be back for our 100th episode, maybe smiling, maybe crying when we have our (laughs) Oscar nominations. We're going to be doing our recap um, after we get those and celebrating 100 episodes with all of you. Maybe we'll have some fun surprises planned. (laughs) 100. It's crazy. It's been quite a journey. And I think it's a great way to ring it in is with nominations and to talk about the crazy things that happened. Yeah, no, it's been so much fun, and I'm I'm hoping it's a it's a celebration, not like a funeral <laughs> for some of our favorite contenders. <laughs> if you like our show, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.